Today's email comes to us from Ronnie Sterling from Silver Spring, Maryland. He says he's been attending the shir since the beginning of Shas. I feel like I've been stalking you since January and witnessed close to 200 hours of your life, but I've yet to contact you. I sincerely appreciate all the effort that you put into preparing the dive. I find that you do a great job and the more difficult content that I would have had trouble with without your deeper dive. But the real punchline to how I connect with you is through your content that has Israel and your enthusiasm, which I sincerely appreciate. Thanks for all of the MDY team's dedication. He says he watches the MDY on YouTube. And he hopes to attend in person. Ronnie Sterling, Silver Spring, Maryland, Isher Koyach. Erev Dachofei. Going back to the sugi of Karfaf, an enclosed area that you either have it as a residential use or non-residential. Now we're talking about non-residential use. That's more than two saw. And you want to be able to carry there. You want to make it less than two saw. So you have a trick. You plant some trees. It says the Gemara trees are not going to help reduce the size of the Karfaf. Since trees are part of Chatzar, people like trees, they walk between the trees, use it for the shade. What if you put a beam smack in the middle of your karfaf and it's four tvachim wide, ten tvachim high, that is a reduction of the karfaf. Less than three tvachim is not considered a reduction. There's a machlaikis. What if it's between three and four? Rabbi says it's considered a reduction because it's no, not loved. Anything more than three is not considered lava, then therefore it's considered something important by itself. According to Rava, it's not considered a meal or reduction because it's not a makam chashim. Makam chashim is only from four tfachim and on. Rav Shimi says, the whole machalik between Rav and Rava is only less than three. But if it's three, according to everybody, it's considered a beam and it's considered a reduction. We have a very similar machalik between Rav and Rava in a case where a person builds a wall inside his karfav. Now he's not trying to reduce the size of the karfav, rather he wants to make the karafah go from non-residential use to residential use by building a wall. If the wall is less than four tefachim away from the original wall, well, Rabbah will say that it's considered a brand new wall because since it's a little bit more than three, you no longer say lavad. Lavad means that less than three tefachim is considered, you fill in the gap. That means it's insignificant. More than three is significant. So this wall was built significantly further away from the other wall. Where Rabbah will say, significant space is four tefachim, not three. And therefore, it's not considered a new wall, and it's a non-residential use, and you cannot carry there. What if you want to reduce the size of the karfav by adding cement to one of the walls? So if the cement could stand on its own, let's say the wall fell down, the cement would keep, uh, would keep on standing, then according to everybody, that's considered a reduction. If it cannot stand on its own, Rabbi says it's considered a reduction. Why? Because right now, the fact is it's standing and it will stand as long as the wall stands and therefore it's able to reduce the size of the karifav. According to Rava, it's not considered anything since it can't stand on its own. It's not a reduction. If you have a karifav that within the karifav you have a mound of dirt and he wants to make a machitza between the mound of dirt and the rest of the karifav and after he puts up this machitza, you'll still have two saw in the karifav. If this machitza is distance from the mound of dirt or tfachim, that mechitza works. Less than three, or if it's on the mound of dirt itself, according to Rav Chizda, who holds that a mechitza on top of a mechitza works for Shabbos, it will work over here. In other words, I could build another mechitza on top of a mechitza. However, when it comes to acquiring the property of a ger who died without any children, without any inheritance, without any yarshim, it does not work. Rav Shimon says, such a mechitza, mechitza on top of mechitza, does not work even on Shabbos. However, he admits that if you put a mechitza on top of the mound of dirt, since on top of the mound of dirt there are no mechitzas, the only mechitzas there are halachic mechitzas, 
but he's living there without mechitzas. Therefore, these mechitzas actually accomplish something, and will be a mechitza. If a person takes a, a turnip, puts it into a hole, a crack in the ground, in other words, he doesn't stir up the ground, he just puts it in there, and later on it grows. He didn't accomplish anything. It's not as if he did something to the actual ground to acquire the inheritance of the ger. The same thing would apply that if you put a mechitza on top of another mechitza and it was swallowed, the bottom mechitza, the original mechitza is swallowed up, the mechitza you have left over is not enough to acquire anything. There's actually a story the Gemara tells us that a woman didn't know about this halacha and she wanted to acquire the property of the ger who died and she built a giant mechitza around this property, spent a lot of time and money. Came along another person with a little spoon and stirred up the ground and Rabbi Nachman said, he gets the property, not her. What can I do? That's not the way to acquire a property. When it comes to Shabbos, though, if the original mechitza was swallowed in the ground by quicksand, and what's left is the addition that you built on top of the mechitza, that's a good mechitza. Because on Shabbos, a mechitza that happens by itself, even b'mezid, should work halakhically. The only thing is that b'mezid, chacham gave him a knas. You can't use that mechitza, but otherwise, all other mechitzas are good. The case is, you have a karfaf that's three saw. One out of the three saw has a roof that's on a slant. According to Reb we could invoke the concept called pitikra yaridasaisim. The edge of the roof comes down as if, as if it's a mechitza. And the one saw has nothing to do with the leftover two saw. Therefore, those two saw are exactly two saw. And you could carry in those two saw. Rabbi says that you don't say pitikra yaridasaisim when it's in an incline, when the roof is pitched. Therefore, what we have here is three saw together and three saw you're not permitted to carry. According to everybody, when it comes to a sort of a chuppah, an echsadra, four poles and a roof, in the middle of a wide open area, so according to Rav, you would say, Pi According to Shmuel, you don't say, Pi And the only amount you can carry is daladamas. But according to Rav, you can carry underneath the entire thing because it's as if you have four walls. If you have a karfav that's back to back with the chatzar, and the wall between them falls down. What happens is, the karfaf now went from two saw to slightly above two saw, because the area where the wall once existed combines to the karfaf and makes the karfaf larger. But without that area of the wall, the karfaf wouldn't become usr, because you cannot take the ear space of the chatzar and add it to the karfaf in order to make the karfaf usr and larger. Because the airspace of the chatzar is mutter, it's hook of ladira, you're allowed to carry there. The karfaf was mutter. You can't take one, one thing that's mutter and add it to another thing that's mutter and create an iser. If the karfaf has gifufe, meaning it has walls that you could see from, when you're standing in the karfaf, you could see walls, that closes off even the space where the wall once existed. We have an imaginary line where those walls are, and you, can, you don't use that area to add it to the karfaf. If the karfaf is usher to carry in, and the chatzar does not have gifufe, in other words, the chatzar is narrower than the karfaf, and when you're looking from the chatzar to the karfaf, you don't see any walls, or the gap, the breach, it was breached more than ten amas, the chatzar is also usher to carry in. The Gemara tells us a story, there was a mansion, and in the backyard of the mansion there was an orchard. And leading from the mansion there was a wall with a door in it, that led into the orchard. 
That's the only reason why the orchard is considered residential use, because there's a door leading from the mansion into the orchard. Without that door, it's a non-residential use. What happened was, the entire wall with the door fell down. In order to keep the residential use of the orchard, Rabibi said we can use the interior wall of the mansion. Says Rav Papi, and it's a very strong language, just because you come from people that are short-lived, it doesn't mean that what you say has to be short-lived. In other words, it doesn't stand on any feet. It doesn't make sense what you're saying. That interior wall was made and designed for the interior use, not to protect an outside orchard. And therefore, you cannot use that wall. Have a wonderful day.